Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the NFL Digest. It's your girl, Nora Natish, and you guys know the drill. Your girl's going to talk about five different games that took place in week 10. Now she's going to tell y'all her best game, Nora's best game of the week, Nora's trash game of the week, and three other games that just caught my eye and caught my attention. So let's get to it. All right. So the first game that caught my attention was the Seahawks versus the Buccaneers. Yes, they were over in London having a blast, but one team had to win, and the Buccaneers beat the Seahawks 21-16. to Let's talk about our game leaders. We have Geno Smith. He threw for 275 yards, completed 23 out of 33 attempts. He had two touchdowns. Gino also led in rushing yards with four carries for 22 yards. DK Metcalf was the leading receiver with six receptions for 71 yards. Let's head over to the buck side of the board. We got Tom Brady. He threw for 258 yards, completed 22 at 29 attempts, and he had two touchdowns and one interception. Our leading rusher was uh, Ricard White. He had 22 carries for 105 yards, while Chris Goodwin led in receiving yards with six receptions for 71 yards and one touchdown. So let's get to it. The Buccaneers took no time in this game. Well, actually, the first quarter, everybody was looking real bored, and it was also 9.30 in the morning, so it was kind of tired. However, the second quarter, the Buccaneers got on that board and took over the first half because then Geno Smith caught a 31-yard pass from Tom Brady, which resulted in a touchdown. Ryan Suckup kicked the extra point, making it 7-0. With four minutes and 31 seconds left on the clock, Leonard Fournette, he had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Ryan Suckup kicked the extra point, making it 14-0 going into half. However, in the third quarter, the only people to score anything was the Seahawks, but they kicked a 55-yard field goal, shot Jason Myers, which was good, putting the Seahawks on the board 3-14. to Now, our fourth quarter was where things get kind of jazzy because then Chris Goodwin um, catches a four-yard pass from Tom Brady, which results in a touchdown. Ryan Sucker gets extra point, making it 21-3. to the Seahawks started to get some momentum towards the end, end of the game because then Tyler Lockett, um, he catched a 21-yard pass from Geno Smith, which resulted in a touchdown. Then Smith and company went to go for the two-point conversion. However, it was no good, making it 9-21. to With three minutes and 58 seconds left in the game, Marquise Goodwin catches a 19-yard pass from uh, Geno Smith, which results in a touchdown. Jason Myers kicked the extra point, making it 16 to 21. Now was the last time anyone touched the end zone. Also in this game, Tom Brady went, it was a fun trick play where Tom Brady played wide receiver. And when I saw Tom Brady fall, he ran fell, but it was a really good sport about it. He did say that if he was to not fallen, he would have mossed old boy and went and went put six on the board. I was like, that was a wild statement. Cause Tom Brady, you know you slow. But you know what? I ain't gonna I ain't gonna fool you. You do what you gotta do. But that's the end of that game. So now we're gonna head all the way over to 
the Raiders. The Raiders. Dun, dun, dun. The Raiders play the Colts in Las Vegas. This game was all over the place because the Raiders are just in a really bad place because the Colts beat the Raiders 25 to 20. Again, Derek Carr got his best friend and his best receiver. Um, and we um, haven't seen Devontae Adams really do too much. But he did some things in this game, but he hasn't really made a change in the structure of the offense for the Raiders. Derek also, um, unfortunately, in the press conference, Derek Carr did get emotional about speaking about the, the loss to the Colts because... There's a lot going on. And on the Colts side of stuff, the Colts, you know, got rid of their coach. They got Jeff Saturday, who I'm going to mention talking about on my show because I'm just like, I ain't mad about this because you know what? At this, at this point, people just getting jobs, just get jobs, okay? And I'll just be confused. Like, how? But I see him on ESPN all the time. And he was a former cult. But still, you should have credentials. But, you know, no, no. Not going to get to that on this show. So let's get to it. Um, Derek Carr, he threw for 248 yards, completed 24 out of 30 of his attempts to get two touchdowns. <clears throat> Josh Jacobs, he was our leading rusher with 21 carries for 78 yards, and he had one touchdown. Devontae Adams is the leading receiver with nine receptions for 126 yards and one touchdown. The return of Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan had 222 yards. He threw 222 yards. He completed 21 at 28 attempts, and he had one touchdown. Jonathan Taylor led in rushing yards with 22 carries for 147 yards and one touchdown. Paris Campbell, he led in receiving yards with seven receptions for 76 yards and one touchdown. Okay, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, Colts are actually the first ones to put some points on the board, and that was in the first quarter because Matt Ryan had a one-yard run, and that resulted in a touchdown. Chase McLoin, McLoin, McLaughlin, McLaughlin. No, I think that's wrong. McLaughlin, Mc, McLaughlin. That's not about right. Um, kicked the extra point, making it seven to zero. In the second quarter, Chase McLaughlin kicked the forty-eight yard field goal, which was good, making it ten to zero. With fifty-eight seconds left in the half, Foster Maru caught a four-yard pass from Derek Carr, which resulted in a touchdown. Daniel Carson kicked the extra point, making it seven to ten. With time expiring on the clock, we have Chase McLaughlin kicking a 48-yard field goal, extending the Colts' lead to 13-7 to to go into the half. In the third quarter, Josh Jacobs had a one-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Daniel Clarkson kicked the extra point, making it 14-13. to The first time the Raiders took over the – well, actually, was leading in this game. However – with a minute and one second left on the clock, Jonathan Taylor has a 66-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Uh, Matt Ryan and company go for a two-point conversion. However, it was no good, making it 19-14. to In the fourth quarter, we're getting dicey. We got another lead change. Um, Devontae Adams catches a 48-yard pass from Derek Carr, which results in a touchdown. Carr and company went for the two-point conversion, which was no good, but resulting with a 2019 lead for the Raiders. However, with five minutes and seven seconds left on the clock, Paris Campbell catches a 35-yard pass from Matt Ryan, which results in a touchdown. 
And then Matt Ryan and company go for a two-point conversion, which was a fail as well. The one thing I can say about this game, that these these teams both need to stop going for two-point conversions because y'all are not doing what you need to do. It's just not happening. It's just not happening. It was not given. That is the end of that game. The Colts beat the Raiders 25-20. Now, Norris trash game of the week. And it's hard for me to pick a trash game of the week because all these games were pretty much dope all around. But I will talk about this one game where it's just absolute, like, an absolute mess. And this was the Dolphins and the Browns game. So the Dolphins beat the Browns 39-17. to This game was just, the Dolphins just kept, it would not take their foot off of the Browns' neck. After the first half, they were just like, nah, from this point on, it's just curtains, and we're going to get to it right now. So Tua, he threw for 285 yards, completed 25 out of 32 of his attempts. He had three touchdowns. Our leading rusher for the Dolphins was Jeff Wilson Jr. with 17 carries for 119 yards and one touchdown. Our leading uh, receiver was Jalen Waddle, Waddle with four receptions for 66 yards. Let's head on over to the Cleveland side of the board. We got Jacoby Reset. He threw for 212 yards, completed 22 out of 35 attempts. He had one touchdown. Nick Chubb led in rushing yards with 11 carries for 63 yards and one touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones led in receiving yards with five receptions for 99 yards. So let's get to this game. Crazy thing is, the Browns put first one to put some points on the board because Harrison Bryant catches a one-yard pass from Jacoby Brissett in the first quarter, which results in a touchdown. Cade York kicked the extra point, making it 7-0. Alec Ingold catches a 13-yard pass from Tua, and that results in a touchdown, tying the game up because Jason Sanders kicked the extra point, making it 7-7 and the first quarter. In the second quarter, Dolphins just completely dominated. Jason Sanders has a 39-yard field goal, extending that Dolphins lead to 10-7. And with 32 seconds left on the clock, Trent um, Sheffield catches a 14-yard pass from Tua, which results in a touchdown. Jason Sanders kicks the extra point, making it 17-7. In the third quarter, we got Raheem Mozart has a 24-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Jason Sanders kicks the extra point, making it 24-7. And then, here we go. Here's some momentum for the Browns because then Cade York hit a 37-yard field goal, which was good. Moving the Browns up 10 to 24. Now it's about to get a little bit grim because with 37 seconds left on the clock of the third quarter, Tyreek Hill um, catches a two-yard pass from Tua, which results in a touchdown. Jason Stanley kicks the extra point, but it was no good. So the lead only extended 32-10. In the fourth quarter, we have Nick Chubb. He has um, a 33-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Cade York kicked the extra point, making it 17-30. Then we have Jason Sanders kick a 33-yard field goal with 8 minutes and 50 seconds left on the clock, extending the Dolphins' lead to 33-17. to 
We thought things couldn't get worse. Then we had Jeff Wilson Jr. with a 20-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Jason Sanders goes to kick the extra point, but the extra point was no good. Extending their lead to 39-17, and that was the last time either team touched an end zone. So, before we got to have one more game before, and that was, I could say, my trash game because it was just, Dolphins just kicked the, the, the Browns' butt for no reason. It was, it was all over the place. Our next game we're going to talk about before we take our break is going to be the Packers and the Cowboys. It was really hard to pick a game, Morris game of the week, because all these games really were, they just had me. But I'm going to go with the Packers and the, and the Cowboys because it was this game was something else. So the Packers beat the Cowboys 31-28 in overtime. Both teams played so good. And let's get to it. So Dak Prescott, he threw for 265 yards, completed 27 out of 46 of his attempts. He had three touchdowns, but two interceptions. Our leading rusher was Tony Pollard with 22 carries for 115 yards and one touchdown. Our leading receiver was C.D. Lamb with 11 receptions for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Over to the Green Bay side, Aaron Rodgers, he threw for 224 yards. He completed 14 out of 20 of the 10th. He had three touchdowns. This was a huge makeup from their five-game losing streak. So this was huge for the Packers. Aaron Jones, he led rushing yards with 24 carries for 138 yards and one touchdown. While Christian Watson led with receiving yards for four receptions for 107 yards and three touchdowns. Let's get to it. So both teams did not touch the end zone in the first quarter at all. But the second quarter, it gets dicey. Here we go. We got CeeDee Lamb catches a three-yard pass from Dak Prescott, which puts the Cowboys first on the board. With a touchdown, Brett Maher catches extra point, making it 7-0. Christian Watson catches a 58-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers, which results in a touchdown. Mason Crosby kicks the extra point, tying the game 7-2-7. With a minute and 50, oh, sorry, 42 seconds left on the clock, Aaron Jones has a 12-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Mason Crosby kicks the extra point, making it 14-2-7. With eight seconds left on the clock, that's how you knew the game was going to be good even going into the half. So we got Dalton Schultz catching a five-yard pass from Dak Prescott, which results in a touchdown. Brett Mayer kicks up extra point, time to give up 14-14 at the half. In the third quarter, the Cowboys shut it down because Tony Pollard had a 13-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Brett Mayer kicked extra point, making it 21-14. With two minutes and 47 seconds left on the clock, we got CeeDee Lamb catching a 35-yard pass from Dak Prescott, which resulted in a touchdown. Brett Maher kicked the extra point, make it 28-14. But all things felt lost going into the fourth quarter. Things quickly turned around at 13 minutes and 32 seconds mark because Christian Watson catches a 39-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers, which results in a touchdown. Mason Crosby kicks the extra point, making it 21-28. Then with two minutes and 29 seconds left on the clock, Christian Watson 
catches a seven-yard pass from Aaron Rodgers, which results in a touchdown. Mason across the extra point was kick was so crucial, and it was good to tie the game up 28-28. And the Packers defense completely shut down Dak, so they had to go into overtime. And when they went to overtime because of a... T- oh, man, this was so crazy. So the Packers were able to uh, kick a field goal no, before they hit the field goal, the Cowboys went for it on fourth down. They tried to do a trick play and got shut down. Horrible mistake. Everybody was talking about it for the past, like now, that's how y'all hear this, past four days. Because it was crazy. Like, why did you go for it on fourth down the way you did when you could just ran it up and just called the day? Instead, they went to try to be jazzy and, and sassy. And it got shut it down, y'all. Because then the uh, the the Packers got the ball back. Mason Crowd kicked a 28-yard field goal to end the this electrifying game, 31 to 28. Okay, everyone, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back right after this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Again, if you're interested in starting a podcast, what you need to do is go and download the Anchor app. The Anchor app is the best app that you can use to start your podcast because on every you can do everything on Anchor. You can record, you can edit, you can add effects, add music, and publish all on your phone, tablet, or computer. That's how easy it is to start your podcast. And the best part is Anchor is for free. So all you got to do is download the app, and then you can make your podcast dreams a reality. And while we are talking about our ads, we're going to shout out to Ozell Brand, who is a sponsor for this show. Shout out to Ozell Brand, which is for your best sneakers and cleats out. You want your custom-made sneakers and cleats? You need to go on to ozellbrand.com and make that happen. So it's time for Nora's Game of the Week. If you watched Nora's B Report, you got a little snippet of what happened and what, why this game just snatched me, my, snatched me completely. And this game of the week, the game of the week will be the Vikings versus the Bills. I knew this game was going to be good because I knew the Vikings were hot. The Bills were hot. But I just wanted to see who's going to be hotter. And this game went all the way down into a crazy overtime ending where the Vikings beat the Bills 33-30. to Let's get to it. So we're going to start on the Bills side. Come on, Buffalo. So Josh Allen, he threw for 330 yards, completed 29 out of 43 attempts. He had one touchdown and two interceptions. Josh Allen also led rushing yards with six carries for 84 yards. Stephon Diggs was our leading receiver with 12 receptions for 128 yards. On the Viking side, we have Kirk Cousins. He threw for 357 yards. He had completed 30 out of 50 of his attempts. He had one touchdown and two interceptions. Dalvin Cook led in rushing yards with 14 carries for 119 yards and one touchdown. The leading receiver for this game was Justin Jefferson with 10 receptions for 193 yards and one touchdown. So let's get to this crazy game. So, in the first quarter, the 
the Vikings were the first one to put some points on the board because Jeff Jefferson catched caught a 22-yard pass from Kirk Cousins, which resulted in a touchdown. Greg Joseph kicked the extra point, making it 7-2-0. So Vikings on the board early in the game. Right after that, because this game was red hot. Because then we got um, Devin Singletary has a five-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicked the extra point, making it Eight, sorry, seven, two, seven. Tying the game up. Dalvin Singletary with a minute and four seconds left in the first quarter has a one-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicks the extra point, making it 14-7. In the second quarter, we got Tyler Bass have, uh, kicking a 34-yard field goal, extending the Bills lead to 17-7. Then we have Greg Joseph kicking a 27-yard field goal for the Vikings, making it 10-17. More competitive game, right? And with 28 seconds left on the clock in the first half, we have Gabe Davis with, uh, catches the 11-yard pass from Josh Allen, which results in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicks the extra point, making it 24 to 10. Most people at this point were thinking the game was over. That's how we went to halftime. Coming out of halftime with a minute and 51 seconds left on the clock, Tyler Bass kicks a 45-yard field goal, making it 27 to 10. You are a Vikings fan. You're starting to get, starting to panic. You're starting to really worry because it's getting kind of dicey. But however, literally, barely even 20 seconds later, Dalvin Cook has an 81-yard run, which result which results in a touchdown. Yes, and Greg Joseph extra point making it 17 to 27. You got a ball game because you still got a whole fourth quarter to go down. So. Here is the goofy, goofy, goofy goober stuff that took place. So in the fourth quarter with four minutes, 34 seconds, yes, it went down to four minutes, 34 seconds left in the game. Buffalo thought this game was theirs, but then CJ Ham has a three yard run, which results in a touchdown. Greg Joseph goes to kick the extra point, but was no good, making it 23 to 27. With 41 seconds left in the game, it's so crazy. Eric, um, Kendricks has um, recovers a fumble on like pretty much in the end zone because we I have like whatever happened to um Josh Allen it was like he dropped the ball it like he didn't like, there's no connection between him and the center and the ball fell out and yeah Eric Ken, um, Kendricks just laid on the ball and the fumble was returned and ended up with a touchdown it was in freaking insane and that was with 41 seconds left, and Greg Joseph kicked the extra point, time to redeem himself, which made the Vikings take the lead with 41 seconds left, making it 30 27. However, Josh Allen had to make up from that ridiculous nonsense and threw that ball down that field because with two seconds left on the clock, Tyler Bath kicked a 29 yard field goal which ties the game 32-30. We're going into an overtime. Everyone's emotions are high. And Kirk Cousins leads them, those young men down that field. But before I get to, um, I'll talk about it afterwards. Greg Joseph kicked a 33-yard field goal because for some reason, Kirk Cousins could not cut uh, across the plate. They just could not, the Vikings could not score. Could have scored a touchdown. But that made it 33-230. Josh Allen and company, they're charging down that field. Josh Allen throws a like the most critical interception you can throw in overtime right at the goal line which ends the game with the Vikings going to eight and one from this game. 
Justin Jefferson's catch in the fourth quarter was because again, Justin Jefferson doesn't catch this ball. Uh, CJ Ham was talking about the running in. This that this catch, he this catch was beautiful, y'all. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go on ESPN and see this catch. The way this this young man caught this ball out of someone else's hands and landed without bobbling or another ball, nothing, just in his hand. That is some great ball control. It was amazing, amazing game. Some of the best football I've seen in a long time. This was a great weekend for football. So next week, your girl Norwich will be dropping this episode her um NFL digest on a wednesday because or maybe a, no wednesday wednesday because your girl is getting ready for football and family and thanksgiving so i just wanted to let you guys know that you guys are getting a, a, a day early because i want you guys to enjoy your time with your families and enjoy turkey time those of you guys are traveling please travel safe and i will talk to you guys next week bye Thank you.